Welcome back to another episode of Off the Grid. I'm your host, Kaylee. Now, the Turkish Grand Prix did not disappoint. With six races left of the season, I don't think anyone could have predicted um, going into this weekend off after coming off this, you know, the Grand Prix, going into this off weekend, and then a triple header. I don't think a lot of people were like gonna think that what would have happened would have happened. Um, the Turkish Grand Prix was we had no DNFs, but in terms of mistakes, there were quite a few uh, that were made. Haas trailing in the back, obviously, uh, finishing P19 and P20. Predictable, I know. Alfa Romeo finishing just outside the points, uh, P11 and P12. Antonio Giovinazzi, still no word on what's going on with his seat or if he still has it or, you know, anything like that. Um, obviously, Kimi Raikkonen's seat is going to Valtteri Bottas, the winner of the Turkish Grand Prix, uh, because Kimi is, r- unfortunately, Formula One fans, Kimi is retiring and we only have six races left with him as a Formula One uh, driver. And unfortunately, no, I don't think any Formula One fan, doesn't matter if you, you know, actually he, at this point he's raced for like a lot of the teams. <laughs> so in reality, uh, he's if you're a fan of Formula One, chances are you've, you're a fan of, one of the teams that Kimmy's raced for. Um, and obviously it's it's going to be sad when he leaves. And now that we've only got six races left of the season, it, it'll be interesting to, to see what comes out of, uh, out of the, the next six races. Williams didn't have a great race. Um, P15, P17, kind of reverting back to where they were in the beginning of the season not really too uh too great. They do still have a lot of points in terms of what they've collected over the season. Um I don't know if Alfa Romeo is going to be able to catch up. Um but you know, there's plenty of races left in terms of action uh for the season. Aston Martin had a horrible race. And the, they one car finished in the points, but it was Lance Stroll P9. Not at all where you want to be. Sebastian Vettel, unfortunately, was one of the... He was involved in a not-so-great call. This was definitely a mistake on whether uh, Seb and the team decided this, or the team decided this, or maybe Seb did. Um, They decided to go on slicks. One lap went back into the pit stops or pit lane and they were like, yeah, no, this get me intermediate tires. And it, it unfortunately did cost him the race in terms of points. And, uh, he finished. I'm shocked that he, uh, managed to stay in front of the Haas's because I mean, he finished P18 not a great race if you're Sebastian Vettel. Um, Alpha Tauri didn't have an amazing race in terms of one driver. 
they had a fairly decent race in terms of another. Yuki Sonoda didn't have the best race. Um, didn't really have a whole lot um, in terms of, you know, action during the during the race. Uh, P14, nothing to be upset about. Finished above both Haas's, finished above both Williams, finished above a uh, Aston Martin. So and, and an Alpine. So really, Yuki Sonoda's fairly okay with uh, with the season or with with how the race outcome was. And of course, he's going to be joining AlphaTauri again uh, next season. Pierre Gasly as well will also be joining AlphaTauri next season. Uh, he'll be re- remaining there. Um, Pierre had a fairly decent race. I mean, P6 is nothing to be ashamed of, especially if you're coming from kind of one of those midfield teams. So, of course, he had the the five-second penalty uh, at the beginning of the race for a little incident involving Fernando Alonso. Alonso was probably not as happy uh, where he ended up, uh, but Pierre definitely had a a fairly decent race uh, in terms of that. And uh, coming back from the the five-second penalty, Alpine, once again, Fernando Alonso, didn't have the best race because it was kind of ruined by Pierre. Um, So he ended up finishing uh, P16. Esteban Ocon finished P10. So one point helping helping them kind of extend their lead over uh, the rest of the midfield teams. They're at the top of, the, of what I would consider the midfield. Um, then you've got the two-tier teams, right? So you got Ferrari and McLaren. Uh, Ferrari had a hell of a better race than McLaren did. I mean, Carlos Sainz coming from P19 to P8 was just amazing to watch. Uh, he definitely deserved driver of the day. Charles Leclerc, unfortunately, Ferrari didn't agree to have him pit uh, for new tires when they had a six-second gap on Valtteri, which would have it wouldn't have hurt them in terms of the podium if they had pitted there. Um, unfortunately, they waited until Valtteri regained uh, the lead to uh, kind of put uh, new tires on, so it kind of put them out of the podium. And but I mean P four for for Charles is not bad, uh, so both Ferrari drivers I think can can walk out of the Turkish Grand Prix saying yeah definitely definitely a, a decent race. Uh, McLaren unfortunately can't stay the same. Lando Norris finished P seven, Daniel Ricciardo uh, finished P thirteen. So one driver out of the points, one driver getting only six points. When you've got seven and a half points dividing the the team, the the two teams, I mean, it's going to be a race to to the end uh, for McLaren and Ferrari, kind of like how it was last year. Of course, McLaren um, just managed to just keep their lead over over Ferrari last season, but can they do it again? Is the big question. Although a team where McLaren 
may not have had the best weekend. Red Bull had an amazing weekend because both their drivers ended up on the podium. Sure, it wasn't a Red Bull victory, but they needed the points coming from a two-person uh, podium or two-driver podium. So Max Verstappen, second. Sergio Perez, third. It's great to see Red Bull or both the Red Bulls back on the on the uh, podium. I think Red Bull was very happy considering that Max Verstappen extended or he regained the lead in the drivers' championship and basically said what would have been two points, then a bad call by Mercedes gave Max Verstappen a six points lead in the drivers' championship. And, I mean, Sergio Perez needs to kind of come in and and do these amazing uh, finishes high in the points uh, because with six races left in the season and 36 points dividing Red Bull and Mercedes, Red Bull, in theory, could possibly end up regaining the lead. It, I mean, they're going to be cutting it close, but they could regain the lead. And the only reason I say that is because I'm thinking there is going to be one, at least one more podium for Lando Norris, uh, the way that he's going this season. I'm thinking that that's kind of possibly what what could end up happening. Uh, Ferrari could possibly even have another podium this season. They, they almost got it. Um, I mean... It, Formula One is a tricky sport because you can't really say, oh, yeah, this is going to happen because it could not. Um, I mean, one DNF from Lewis or Max could cost them the championship and it could cost their team uh, the constructors. So I think, you know, with six races left, you can say, oh, it's six races left. It's not a lot of time. But it's just enough. I mean, if you look at where the you know everything was in the first six races, uh, so Bahrain through Baku, I mean, pretty much Hamilton and and Verstappen were were tied um, going in coming out of the first two races. Portugal, um, Hamilton it, it took the lead, and he had just kind of extended it during Spain. Then Monaco happened. And that was a horrible race for uh, for Lewis and, and the, the championship. Uh, but great for Verstappen because there was not a Mercedes on the podium. And then in Baku, there wasn't a Mercedes on the podium. So then you had these two back-to-back Red Bull victories, which was great for Red Bull and the constructors. Not so much great race in Baku for Verstappen because of what happened with his tire, but, um, it was just all around great race, um, great two races for, for Red Bull, but the first six races of the, the season were so action-packed and so unpredictable, I think, that the, why can't the last six races be? And, of course, that Monaco victory made way for five straight Red Bull victories, which was absolutely insane. Um, so going into that, I mean, I think Red Bull definitely has a shot at the, 
at the constructors. Hamilton did not. I don't think. I I don't think Mercedes made the right call. I don't think he agrees with the team's call, but um, they decided to have him pit for for new tires, which obviously there's a process when you get new tires after you pit. The tires are gonna have if you don't you know control the the tire temperature a lot can happen and you could end up having to go in and get new tires uh before the the end of the race obviously he probably wouldn't have had to do that because of the amount of laps that were left um but he just didn't want to go through that whole process which actually ended up costing him a little bit uh because he did lose uh, a position and obviously you never want to lose position and points when you're when you're fighting so close for a championship. Um, but I mean, Mercedes made that up when they with Valtteri winning, uh, which Toto Wolff. Who knows if he was happy or not with uh, with that victory? Um, obviously, Valtteri is going to Alfa Romeo next season, so. Any race, obviously Alfa Romeo is not the best car, so any race uh, win that he gets, any podium uh, that he gets is just gonna be a little bit of uh, this is what you could have, this is what you could have had uh, next year. Which next year, in terms of Mercedes, it, it's tough to say because Red Bull is kind of making their own engine, so there could be problems there. Mercedes has George Russell coming in and maybe he'll become like Valtteri. Um, maybe they'll be able to kind of fight it out um, and, and be like Lewis and Nico, which is definitely not what Mercedes wants. Um It'd be interesting to to kind of see what unfolds next season. Um, 100% the Turkish Grand Prix is an important race. may not have looked too important, but it was definitely a big race. Um, and the next race coming up will be the U.S. Grand Prix. So if you live in the United States or in North America or South America for once... We don't have to wake up super early in the morning because the next three races are all going to be at, you know, depending on where you are in the U.S., it's going to be like noon to like four or five. So it's going to be nice to actually be able to to not have to wake up at 3.30 in the morning to watch any uh, any Formula One. But of course, that being said, uh, it's, I mean, it's going to be an action-packed uh, last part of the season. So uh, you can follow us at F1 Off The Grid um, on Twitter, or you can follow, or, or you can check out our website, F1OffTheGrid.net.